When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. Welcome to Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark and Raf Clark and Rob Hale for Rain and Horn Darling. Finding a place to write your next chapter. SEN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darling. Finding a place to write your next chapter. Couple of interesting conversations off air, Rob, but let's turn <laughs> into the CAFL season. The Central Australian Football League are uh, in the finals this week, so the minor rounds have been wrapped up. We've got an elimination final between Souths and Rovers at 2 o'clock, a doubleheader at Traeger Park, and Federal taking on Pioneer in the qualifying final. So that's probably the big game, Rob. Federal and Pioneer, the top two teams. Federal undefeated by the latter on uh, Play HQ, so 12 wins, zero losses. Yeah. Um, Pioneer had the four losses. Is it... I know we shouldn't nitpick over something so small, but the first thing I noticed about that is, is 12 rounds enough to have a senior competition? Um, not It was really. brought up at bus training during the week, and most people were like, is it only 12 rounds? The CAFL only 12 rounds, and it, it is, apparently. So Yeah, it does, make it tricky when you're, yeah it does make it tricky when you've got five teams and everyone plays each other, what, uh, what's that, three times. Mm. So that is... I think that's probably on the money, isn't it? Um, well, it's like the old old Tifa back in the day. They used to have four teams in the comp. So they'd have a 15-round season, and every team would make the finals. And the result, you'd have two teams that finished with, like, you know, 12 wins, three losses, and then... Um, like so 12 wins 3 losses 11 wins 4 losses then you'd have that huge gap and then you'd have two teams finishing with like 3 wins 12 losses and 4 wins 11 losses and stuff like that and it mm. made it the most terrible waste of time comp that you'd ever get the, the TIFA back in the mid 2000s and I hope the CAFL is not like that I hope that there's I hope you know I'm not saying we can get more teams but I don't know if some of these community teams can step up obviously you've got all the controversies um, before the season that was going on with all that stuff but We'll park that. We'll talk about that maybe after the season, after the CAFL season. Let's talk about the on-field stuff. Fetties, they have to be in the box seat, don't they? Yeah, they definitely do. Um, it does look like they've got a pretty loaded side. Um, A-Bank is the headline. Yeah, A-Bank is, is going to be, you know, stand out um, stand out in that competition, wouldn't he? So, unless they've got someone that can run a tag on him, um, which is going to be hard to do, but... You'd imagine um, that he'd be like the, seat. you'd imagine he'd be like the Dusty Martin in that comp because he's a quality player who was um, pretty much you know among the best players for Wangaratta in their Ovens and Murray Premiership win, the Premiership win that they were stripped of eventually, but that win, and then mm. one of Waratahs's not like necessarily best players on the day, but when you're looking at the Waratah team, he's one of the most formidable players on paper um, in that team mm. too, which played in the Premiership. So. I think um, he's already won, you know, premiership success at Federal, I believe. He's already won individual success there. He's going to go down as a CAFL champion. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Um, but they're in the box seat for mine as well. Yep. Buffalo's Ruckman, Chris Atkinson flying in for Fetties. Um, Pioneer, who have they got? Or We'll talk about the South and Rovers game. Where obviously we don't, we haven't seen a lot of of uh, Caffle footy, Rob. So we're not talking, no. um, you know, with great analysis here. But who have you got that one in the Rovers and South games without with the limited information you're provided with? Yeah, I'd probably just think South because South have been pretty competitive all year, um, and obviously they're in front in the win loss column. So mm. I'd be going South in that one. But 
you know, Rovers 3-9 get a chance to play finals um, after winning only 25% of their games. So, so Rovers have Bade and the Nalgun Nalkin among their players. Um, mm. And a boy named Royce Close, who I met uh, in Coffs Arbor of all places, but he's been down in Alice Springs um, playing footy there. Um, Fetty's, again, we'll just wrap this up. Fetty's probably the team to beat. I think Anchors um, is the big one there. Uh, Robbie Barty, what do you know about him? He's played some football in the NTFL. He's another one of Federal's prime movers. Yeah, big-bodied midfielder. So he did play in that losing grand final for Waratahs against St. Mary's two years ago. So definitely had some good games and good moments. Um, and definitely in the wet track in Darwin, he was very good when he did come up in those games. He's a, he's, he's a very big body. Look, I don't mm. think there's any other midfielders his size running around the NTFL. Um, but obviously just lacks a bit of pace. You know, when the footy gets singing in Darwin, it's a dry day. It's where he still mm. got caught out a bit. But if so they must rained, have a fairly yeah. solid team in Federals. If they have like Anchors yep. and Barty and these guys running around in the Kaffir where there are some smaller bodies, maybe that's where their strengths are, the yep. Fetties. Louis Egger playing there as well. Um, he was a Northern Territory under 18 player back in the day about 10 years ago but a lot interesting of stuff in the capital yep. there yep um, hey Trent Cotchen retired last week and I did hear I listened back to the show and I heard you say that you were surprised I didn't mention much about that being such a conscious nuffy but yep, yeah true. it was a it was an emotional Saturday mate um, he was a superstar probably one of my favourite players um, you know, of all time, when you grow up as a Richmond nuffy, as you like to call me. Hmm. Uh, I remember his debut against Geelong. I remember his first ever kick. I remember drafting him. I remember the injury issues he had early in his career. Um, you know, he was drafted into a rabble of a team, and we were looking at every new every new top five pick was like a shiny new toy that could hopefully lead us out of the doldrums into success. And, hmm. and ultimately, it turned out that way. Delidio was a good player, but, but couldn't quite get there. But then when we drafted Cochin and Martin, um, they were the two players that really were the catalyst to that flag, you know. But it took a while. The Tigers were a laughing stock um, in the AFL pre-2017. I think there was a vote uh, on who the best captain in the league was, and Cochin received the least amount of votes, which so technically, if you reverse that, oh. he's the worst captain of the, in the league. Didn't um, that. I think at the end of the 2016 season, yeah. And then he drastically changed up his playing style, as, as we know, and the mindset of the club. Um, so obviously turned into a triple premiership winning captain. I think an underrated aspect is just how tough he is. He attacks the contest with absolute ferocity um, and disregarding his own well-being. I've, I've stirred the pot a little bit online comparing him to Joel Selwood, but I truly believe that his leadership should be held in the same echelon as your Luke Hodges, not Luke Hodges, Luke Hodges, Michael Vosses, those guys. Um, Luke Hodge, Michael Voss, Joel Selwood. I think he's in that calibre. Am I, am I pushing too far here? No, definitely. Um... No, I definitely agree with you. I wasn't aware, though, in 2016. That's a massive turnaround from... Worst captain. Being voted worst captain to being premiership captain and then mm. winning three flags or two more flags after being a premiership captain is pretty impressive. And yeah, I only met, I've only met Trent once, I think, in my life. And that was, I think it was in 2017, maybe. Uh, 2007. Um, was it when we were at doing a NAB League thing? Um, at, I think it was at Etihad Stadium or the G. I can't remember which one it was, but... Mm. Us, about three or four of us NT boys were doing this. We're doing a talk with the AFL, and um, yeah, we're going in the elevator, and and it was Koch that was um, waiting in the elevator when we walked in, and um, yeah, he was very nice, very good to us, and I was a bit surprised. I was like, geez, is that? I wasn't sure if it was Trek Conscious or not because he was just too friendly. No, oh, yeah. um, and then yeah, we ended up going upstairs and doing the presentation, and he was the guest speaker, so. Um, just speaking about his, you know, how how it's been since been drafted and having two years, and I think it'd have been about two years in the system at that point. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's the only time I met him. Yeah, he 
So he was, like I said, there wasn't much respect put on his name as a leader. And mm. in fairness, you know, I'm not complaining about that. His sort of history was kicking the wrong way against Port Adelaide in that elimination final. Um, and then even more to the point, he was tagged out of the game uh, against North Melbourne in his most recent final as well uh, by Ben Jacobs. I think he was only... I think he was held to about nine disposals or something, but a very disappointing effort from what was the leader of the football club. And then that following year, when everyone expected a big rebound, um, Richmond come out and finished 13th and they're getting smacked off the park by teams, 120-point loss to Sydney. So I think the poll was done at the end of that season. And there were talks about replacing Cochin. I think he would have been replaced if there were some strong candidates at the time, but Dusty and Revolt weren't, you know, leadership types. Um, and then there wasn't a lot sort of below them. So and um, the, Yeah, and the other factor is, you know, him and Hardwick... Um, both under the pump, under the gun. Mm. I think it was after that. So they had to bury one of the club legends. I don't know who it was. And yeah. that had deep and meaningful that day. At that funeral. At the funeral. And there's two blokes under fire that just come together and created a massive dynasty for the Richmond Football Club and 100,000 members and the rest is history. 100%. But they are not... At the top of the mountain at the moment, the Tigers, they do have a little bit of work to do. A um, couple of quick rapid-fire questions that I'll go at you um, that we haven't haven't prepped for or anything, but mm. where is the leadership at the Tigers? So at the moment, they've got the co-captain set up with Dylan Grimes and Toby Nankervis. Um, I don't have a massive issue with that, but I think Grimes is well past his best football. I think he declined a lot this year, and I think Toby Nankervis, while it's a good option, he's had multiple three-week suspensions during his time as a leader, so you could put that into question if you're inclined to do so. Um, would you stick with that setup or would you look at someone like a Liam Baker or even a Tim Taranto or someone like that? For me, on the outside, I think Tim Taranto is your next captain. Um, yep. I think he embodies what Richmond's about. Um, and I think I'd go with Taranto. Baker's not a bad option. He does seem like a bit of a spiritual leader. Mm. Um, and I wonder if Daniel Rioli talks much and gets around it. He could be a future leader as well. He does. You never. You haven't seen Daniel Rioli in the headlines for anything no. ever. Um, does lead the club. You know, very disciplined individual. So Daniel Rioli could be a sneaky leadership option as well. But I do think um, I'd be going with Taranto. You as a Richmond supporter, who'd you be going for? I think you have to trust the whispers you hear like mm. we're not involved in the inner sanctum at Richmond so like I couldn't tell who's a better leader you know I'd have never met the blokes I've never met Liam Baker or a Jaden Short so I wouldn't tell who's a better leader out of those two but clearly the club thinks Baker if he's already in these leadership group positions mm. um, and being touted as a future leader so yeah I think it's hard to tell I feel uncomfortable having an opinion without being on the inner sanctum I love the look of a strong player being the leader you know I'd love it if they announced now it's Tom Lynch he really wants to do it and his body's feeling good you know that would be really exciting to me or if they said mm. Dusty Martin's revitalized and wants to do it for the last couple of years of his, of his career. Something like that would get me excited. Um, but I think you just have to trust what the club's saying. And if they think that Baker's an option and Taranto, it, it would make a lot of sense that Taranto's a great option when you look at, you know, he's a time trial king. He's, he's always in great condition. Um, he was a leader at, at the Giants. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't have a problem with Taranto. But basically that's in the back the club in basket and see what they have to say. Hey, yep. let's talk a little bit more. So we'll go to a break. Um, we need to talk about a few different things we haven't touched on yet. We need to talk about the Xavier Clark stuff in a really exciting position yep. at the Tigers at the moment. And there's a bunch of blokes um, from the Territory playing pretty good football down south. Japarat Rainbow have a final this weekend in the Horsham District Football League. Um, Hassan Matt Watkins dominating for Central Murray Club, Naya Naya. Um, and big bad Benny Archard. He's getting his first hands to the ball in the Ballarat Football League. So we'll talk about how some of the Territory players are going down south and plenty more AFL and other sports after the break. SEN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin finding a place to write your next chapter. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. 
For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.